So, John, what is the worst memory you've had? What? No. Whoa, what? Start again. What nightmare. Memory, not nightmare. <laughs> nightmare, not memory. Sorry. What is the worst nightmare you've had from memory? Oh, I see where you went wrong there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, Larry, it's awful. I've had this constant recurring nightmare that I'm trapped in this hellish existence where every week I have to meet sort of a grumpy Welsh idiot and pitch sequels to movies that don't have any. It's awful. Yeah, you look like you're having a really bad time. Yeah. You can see it's taking a toll on you. Yeah, it really has. I'm a, I'm a shell of my former self. Yeah. Oh, no, I went visually, sorry. <laughs> See, this is my nightmare. I'm living it. Welcome everybody to Beyond the Box Set, the podcast where today we are pitching prequels, sequels and spin-offs to The Nightmare Before Christmas. Ooh, should be a good one. We'll also be pitching some drinking games and hearing from our listeners with the ideas that they've thought of and posted on our Facebook and Twitter pages. There's quite a few this week. But first we're going to talk about some of our favourite moments and go through a bit of a plot summary. I'm Harry, the host with the most. Brain cells. Mm. Though many of them are dead. Yeah, right. <laughs> Joining me as always, the host who is a massive smart ass. It's John Lucas. I mean, you are a bit younger than me, so technically you probably do have more brain cells. Yay! Yeah. Probably more alive. Yeah, that's what I was Well, I mean, I've physically got a bigger head. So I've that probably, is true. I've, so I've, probably, space, I probably yeah. do have more brain cells. Mm-hmm. And, you know, your brain stops developing around the age of, I think, 23 or something? Early 20s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Meaning that, yeah, I've got some dead brain cells, but, you know, you're going to have, like, what, half gone now? Yeah. Anyway... Um, so, Nightmare Before Christmas, what are your thoughts on this? Well, I love this film. Yeah. This film's great. I mean, I knew this, I know this film very well. Yeah. This is really my childhood. Like, this is a real, like, you know how some films are just, like, in your bones that you watch mm. when you're a certain age? Mm-hmm. Like, watching it back this week, well, this evening, as I should say. Um, <laughs> like, it is a long... We're, we're recording about a half hour later than normal, because John had to finish the film. Yeah. Well, I, I've been busy. Anyway. But, it's a long time since I've really sat down and watched it. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those ones. Do you have you know, certain films that you watch, and certain scenes come up, and you're like, "Oh my god, I remember it so clearly." It was like yeah. such a. I must have seen this film loads of times. Oh my god, this was me when I was eight. Yeah, but maybe. I mean, I wasn't like a disembodied skeleton or anything. But you know, <laughs> I definitely like enjoyed this film a lot, and mm. I think it's aged really well. Mm. Yeah. What about you? I've not seen this before now, but you have now, right? I have now, and uh, yeah, no. I. I'll be honest, John. I watched this with a massive hangover. I mean, that's not unusual. No, but it's generally um, what's the opposite to a seal of approval. Last nail in it's the coffin. Oh, yeah, something? it's generally a nail in the coffin. It, it doesn't bode well a lot of the time. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. But anyway, I was really, really hungover, and I mm. and I watched this, and I really much needed to just go to sleep on the couch. Sure. And uh, I still managed to enjoy it. Oh, good. Well, that is which is <laughs> that is truly an achievement. This film is yeah. Because you know. normally I'll be sitting down and. You know, I'll, I'll be wishing I was dead, and they're watching Fargo, and just like, ah, this is awful. I hate everything. I thought you liked Fargo. Oh, I did. Okay, well, <laughs> like, but, like, but the hangover. In, in, in hindsight, at the yeah. time, I hated it with a passion. Okay, maybe you should stop watching our films on hangovers. Just make a different day. May, no, John, maybe I should just drink less. Well, that's also an option. But yeah. I mean, you're sad as you know. <laughs> yeah. So no, this film's great. Mm. Okay, so delightfully short. Delightfully short. Yeah, that helps. It is just over an hour. It's like an hour and ten, which is mm. great, especially for a kids' film. Yeah. It's very simple. 
There's no like scenes that are just a waste of time. It just takes you through this very simple fable mm-hmm. about the skeleton king who wanted to, you know, do Christmas and mm-hmm. then it all went wrong. Yeah. But you learn a valuable lesson at the end. Yeah. Okay, so the question we asked ourselves at the end of last week's episode when you announced this mm. is this that you weren't sure whether this is a Halloween film or a Christmas film. Yeah, and so when I started this and it's and it's just going, this is Halloween, this is... I was like, yeah. oh no, oh. They're telling me, that they're, they're literally telling me that I've made a mistake here. Yeah. Oh no, this is, I'm not, never going to hear the end of this. But uh, no, I, I I definitely think that this is 100% a Christmas movie. The main character learned the meaning of Christmas by yeah. the end of the movie. So, you know, therefore it's more of a Christmas movie than a holiday is. Yeah. No, I 100% agree. This is definitely a Christmas film. Yeah. Absolutely. One of the things I really like about this is, well, it's Tim Burton. Mm. Um, not directed. It was directed by Henry Selick, mm. who also directed, do you remember the James and the Giant Peach? Oh, yeah. yeah have you ever seen that? Yeah, yeah. And also Coraline. Have you ever seen Coraline? No, I've not. Oh, Coraline is amazing. But So yeah, he's obviously, you know, very much an expert in this field. Mm. Uh, but it's a Tim Burton story mm-hmm. based on a like short story, Heroes or something. Yeah. And he obviously produced it. You can see his hands all over this. Oh, this yeah. Big so time. Tim Burton. Yeah. That way that it's, it is genuinely creepy and, and scary, mm. but also like super fun. Yeah. I, I was really just waiting for the credits to see like Johnny Depp, Helen the Bottom Carter. Yeah, you're and... thinking of the corpse, Brad. Well, well, sure, but yeah, whatever. but also, yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean, yeah. That they would be in it, yeah. Yeah. But no, Danny Elfman is the main voice. Yes, Danny Elfman, the, the composer who always works with Tim Burton. I think mm. he did like Beetlejuice and yeah. Edward Scissorhands and all that kind of stuff. It's a, it's a, they, they have a very good creative partnership. Mm. Uh, yeah, he's doing the singing voice of Jack Skellington. Chris Sarandon does the speaking voice of Jack Skellington. And the voice of Sally, the zombie love interest, is Catherine O'Hara mm. from uh, Schitt's Creek. Mm hmm. Which I'd forgotten about, and I was very pleased to discover. Yeah. So, yeah, good voice cast. But no, this film really is something. Like, I was watching it, and like I say, I was just feeling really bad about myself, and I was watching it because I needed to watch it, mm-hmm. just because yeah. it was on my to-do list. Sure. Basically, I got halfway through, and I was like, "This film is actually really something special." Yeah, I'm glad like, you it feel really that way. is. Yeah. So yeah, you did well. I'm very glad. I'm very glad. Wait, no, I chose this. Yeah, you actually, why am I suddenly feeling like pathetically grateful? This is your, your fucking choice. I'm like, finally a win. It's nothing to do with me whatsoever. <laughs> great. Well, well done you. That is, that is great. Patting, you've got, you're very flexible there, patting yourself on your own back. Oh, so. great. There are few who deny it. What I do, I am the best. For my talents are renowned far and wide. When it comes to surprises in the moonlit night, I excel without ever even trying. With the slightest little effort of my ghost-like charms, I have seen grown men give out a shriek. With the wave of my hand in a well-placed mode, I have swept the very bravest off their feet. Yet year after year, it's the same routine And I grow so weary of the sound of screams And I, Jack, the Pumpkin King Have grown so tired of the same old thing Well, seeing as it's my episode, I guess I'd better do the plot summary then Go for it, hit me So, we, I think we open up It's not a bit of 
commentary on narration, is there? But like, we see... There is a little bit at the very beginning, just about all the different worlds. Yeah, I think it starts off and you see yeah. these trees that have all got different icons on them. One's got the Easter bunny, one's got like a love heart, I think. Yeah, Valentine's Day, Easter, Thanksgiving, mm. Christmas, Halloween, and yeah. St. Patrick's Day. They were the ones I noticed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's um, all, we should mention it if we haven't made it obvious already. It's all stop motion in this film, so it's all done in claymation, mm-hmm. which is, I think, makes it so much more visually appealing because mm-hmm. like, it adds so much. But anyway, we'll get to that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we then go into Halloween world. I mean, the camera pauses quite heavily on the Christmas one. Yes. But then we go into Halloween, mm-hmm. and um, that's when we're introduced to all the side characters, mm-hmm. um, and eventually Jack Skellington himself, through, I, I guess, the most iconic song of the film. Yeah. Because well, I recognised it. I'll tell you, this is Halloween, this mm. is... It's on all the playlists. Absolutely, yeah. Remember the Halloween playlist yeah. is there. Also, one thing I noticed this time is that the music in this film is amazing. Mm. But actually, there aren't that many specifically memorable songs. Mm-hmm. It's more like they all kind of sound the same, but I don't mean that as a criticism. What I mean is that it's it's like one of those musicals... Is it, called, is it like a rock opera when it's kind of all kind of sung through and it's all kind of... Mm-hmm variations on the same theme right okay musically I mean like mm-hmm. it works really well. there's very little there's a little bit of dialogue obviously but it's mostly mm-hmm. just it's mostly just a song through film mm-hmm. there's little bits here and there that are very catchy but on the whole it's just kind of all one mm-hmm. pe- almost like it's all one piece mm-hmm. which I really really liked again, yeah, yeah, it totally. made it feel again it had that it gave it that kind of fairy tale quality rather yeah. than like this is a musical quality yeah. you know what I mean yeah. it's not like all the characters just suddenly stop and break into a song and dance number mm-hmm. it's more just like it's like a fable. It's a fable world, and mm. hence everyone's singing their feelings and their mm-hmm. thoughts. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, yes, This Is Halloween is the first song. Yeah. And I, I didn't actually know this was a musical before going mm. into it. I mean, it's a Disney film. It's a fair assumption, but sure. Well, true. But, you know, I... I, I Did need... you think this was a serious drama? <laughs> well, no. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realise I'd be singing the whole, the, the whole way through. Fair enough. Okay. And, you know, I, I enjoyed that, but oh, I, just, okay. I wasn't quite ready for it. Mm-hmm. Um, Again, if you've got a hangover, sometimes a musical's not what you want. I enjoyed bits of it. Okay. There weren't really any bits that I didn't enjoy. Good. Okay. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, oh, maybe it's not best to do the plot summary. <laughs> if you lost it. Yeah. Uh, so Jack Skellington is the king of... He's the pumpkin king. Yeah. He's the you, king you know what? This stuff. is definitely your film. This is your childhood film. You do it. Okay, fine. Well, there's not much plot to describe. But yeah, so he's the pumpkin king of Halloween Town. Mm-hmm. They've had another successful Halloween. So all the monsters, the ghouls, you've got your vampires, you've got your witches, you've got all kinds of zombies and crazy looking things. Mm-hmm. And they're all singing about what a successful Halloween they've had. It's like they're the monsters under the bed. So they, they go around... I guess it's the, the idea is that much like on Christmas, Santa Claus goes from house to house and... Mm-hmm. You know, delivers presents to good children on Halloween. All of these creatures, it's their time to go into the into the real world, such as it is. Mm-hmm. But they just scare all the children, and that's their thing. Kind of like Mon- Monsters Inc. as well, similar kind of plotline, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so they're, oh, they've had another su- highly successful Halloween. They're all singing. They're all in a great mood. And Jack Skellington is feeling a bit down in the dumps because it has been a great Halloween. It's been very successful, but he's having kind of a I'm not going to say midlife crisis because he's dead, <laughs> but like you know, a bit of an existential mm-hmm. crisis. He's kind of feeling like, what does it all mean? I do this every year and it's always the same. And he's got bored of it. Like, yeah. He's bored of his job and he wants he wants to find something new. So he goes for a little sad wander through the forest with his ghost dog, who's called Zero. Mm-hmm. And while out there, he discovers the circle of trees, which are, I guess, how they teleport to all of the different... Mm-hmm. The, the little portals to all the different yeah. worlds. Now, I was wondering how he got there. Mm-hmm. Did he exit Halloween World? Because it really looked like he just stumbled upon it. So- yeah, he got to the glade. I would imagine that it's like... He, he he wanders to the very end of 
Halloween town and it's mm. like this little glade of trees with all the other symbols on them. Mm. So I'm going to guess all of the worlds have that. Mm. They've all got their own little you know, field and then they just walk through the tree and then they try and teleport us on the next one. Mm. I think that's how it works. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. That's just how it works. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's just like a public transport system between the worlds. <laughs> doesn't seem like they have too much contact with each other, though. No. No. So, obviously, because obviously they don't know what's going on. This is mm. new to him. Mm. So he stumbles into... Yeah, I got the impression he was the first one to... Cross travel. the line. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he stumbles into Christmas land. Mm-hmm. And then the one of the other songs that I really like, uh, what is this? What is this? Yeah. He learns all about Christmas and he sees all of these... Happy little elves and you know, mm-hmm. all the Christmas cliches and Santa and everything running around giving mm-hmm. presents to children and it's happy and colourful. It's mm-hmm. everything that Halloween Town is not. And he's yeah. like, I love this. This is new. This is exciting. Yeah, no, it was a really nice little scene. That it was great. Yeah, that's that song. What's this? Or yeah. Oh yeah, it's fantastic. Another one that's really like in my head. Mm-hmm. So he's immediately like, okay, I want in on this. Mm-hmm. This is this is the key to me finding something new. I'm gonna I'm gonna take this over and do it myself. So he kind of takes. He goes back to Halloween Town and does some research to try and figure out what the secret of Christmas Town is. Mm-hmm. And ultimately the conclusion he comes to is he just needs to do it himself. Mm. So he sets some of his henchmen, what were they called? Lock, stock and barrel? Sure. Mm. The three little kids with the creepy faces. Yeah. Yeah. He sends them out to kidnap Santa Claus. Mm. Were, were those kids basically wearing masks of their own faces? They were, yes. Which yeah. is somehow even creepier than yeah. just a mask of a scary <laughs> yeah. thing. Yeah. I mean, there is genuinely a lot of creepy stuff in this. Like, oh, yeah. Visually, like... It's definitely it would be scary for a small child, mm. but in a way that like, I think what's her face taking her limbs off every now and then. Exactly. Yeah. Like, would you let your niece? Your nieces are what three and five, four, three and two, uh, two and four, two and four. Would you let them watch this, or are they too young? Mm, yeah, I think they're too young for this. Too young. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think it's the kind of it's like good scary. It's not going to like traumatize them for life. It's the kind no, of thing no, that... I don't think so. But also, it's the sort of thing that could appear in a nightmare. Yeah. True. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> you don't be responsible for that. You don't be that uncle. No. Yeah. <laughs> I've given him Wallace and Gromit for now. I, th- I think now will probably yeah ease ease them into stop yeah. motion because that in itself can be a little bit nightmarish. You know, yeah, I mean, to be fair, we did watch um, a close shave, and she wasn't scared of Preston, the robot dog. Well, there you go. I always found him really scary. I think I think she might be ready. Mm. No, maybe. This is a thing called a present. The whole thing starts with a box. A box. Is it steel? Are there locks? Is it filled with a pox? A, a pox. pox. How delightful a pox! If you please. Just a box with bright colored paper, and the whole thing's topped with a bow. A bow? But why? How ugly! What's in it? What's, What's in it? It's the point of the thing not to know. It's a bat! Will it bend? It's a rat! Will it break? Perhaps it's the head that I found in the lake. Listen now, you don't understand. That's not the point of Christmas Land. So he starts plotting to do his own Christmas, basically, or to take over Christmas while Santa mm-hmm. Claus is being kidnapped by these little terrifying little munchkins. Yeah. And meanwhile, there's a side plot with a kind of Dr. Frankenstein figure who's like a, in a wheelchair. He's got a big egghead that he mm-hmm. can take his own brains out. And, mm-hmm. and he's got a kind of Frankenstein slash zombie kind of thing. This creation that he's... Well, Frankenstein's bride kind of mm-hmm. creation, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Like a woman, a corpse bride. Kind of actually the same design for the corpse bride. Yeah. But anyway, a woman called Sally who he's kind of sewn together from bits of dead people who's, I guess, his servant... I think, yeah. Yeah, the relationship was unclear, but he, yeah. she's not She's not happy. She She's very unhappy. She keeps trying to constantly like, trying to poison him and trying to escape. Mm-hmm. She's voiced by Catherine O'Hara, mm-hmm. who is great in all things. <laughs> and she's in love with the Skeleton King, the Pumpkin King. She's in love with Jack. And she gets a vision while she's kind of watching Jack and him experimenting on the, all these Christmas things. She sees like a premonition that this isn't going to go well and this is 
this is a bad thing, mm. it's going to backfire. And she tries to warn Jack, but he's just so wrapped up in it, he doesn't listen at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then Santa Claus is, is successfully kidnapped. Well, first of all, the kids make a mistake and they kidnap the Easter Bunny. Yeah. 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 But then they finally get it right and they kidnap Santa and Jack takes over mm-hmm. and he sets all of the henchmen on doing all the things that the elves would normally do, creating all the toys and all this. But obviously because they're evil demons. Well, they're mm. not evil, but they're, because they're demons from Halloween Town, they don't really understand the concepts of like joy and goodwill yeah. to all men. So all the toys are hilariously inappropriate and <laughs> possibly deadly, possibly murderous. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So then we get maybe my favourite sequence in the whole movie when Jack Skellington just joyously travels to, to Earth, I guess, mm. and... Well, to Christmas Land. To Christmas Land. Yeah. Or, no, no, he goes, I think they're all circling Earth. Are they? Yeah, I think the idea is that the Christmas comes but once a year, as does Halloween. So I think they're like in their little oh, world. Right. So they're and on then little... they go to Earth, or, you know. Not, uh, okay. Not that they're in space, but you know what I mean? Like they go to the dimension that is Earth. Yeah. And they do what they need to do. That's okay. how I understood it. Sure. I mean, sure. they don't really go into the law. It's, it's no. a kid's film. Yeah. But yeah, he, go, he goes and delivers Christmas or what he thinks is a good Christmas and he's delivering presents to all his kids. Mm-hmm. Obviously, instead of like a fat, jolly bearded man, it's a terrifying skeleton, which is in itself quite disturbing. Mm-hmm. And then he's also delivering disembodied heads and mm. monstrous pumpkins and all all kinds of things that just scare the bejesus out of the children. Mm. And that was my favourite scene in the movie by far. It's so funny. Yeah. Just all the kids just having these horrified reactions, like pulling out like corpse heads and... <laughs> being chased down the halls by like snake watching their Christmas trees being eaten by snakes like yeah yeah I, I guess it's this is where the stop motion really comes into its into its own as to like why it's here because if it was if it was anything else that would be incredibly traumatising yeah like obviously you couldn't do it live action no you couldn't really do it with like CGI animation no you know like Toy Story sort of thing no I don't well Toy Story has done scary things I mean the yeah but like severed head and stuff like that no it's, yeah, it's, it, it, it's, it, would, it would it would be so much more in that kind of yeah animation. no you're right claymation's just the right format for this i think because mm. you can go it makes there it a lot be, more cartoony but without being but without cartoon. being yeah i think it was just hand-drawn it would either be too graphic like you said or it, it wouldn't be scary enough mm. i think yeah stop stop motion is perfect for the, these kind of sequences yeah definitely, definitely yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Santa? merry christmas and what is your name that's all right. I have a special present for you, anyway. There you go, Sonny. Oh. <laughs> and what did Santa bring you, honey? Merry Christmas! So, yeah, so he's doing that, and obviously it just causes panic and mayhem, and people are frantically chaining up their doors and lighting their fires and just making sure that this monstrous fake Santa can't get in. Mm-hmm. The army gets called out. He gets shot down. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> at first he doesn't get I love, oh. I love how much it escalated. It escalated so fast, yeah. Mm-hmm. You can tell us it was in America. Yeah. Um, well, that's the other thing because he's also got... He's built his own sleigh, which is pulled by skeletal reindeer, which mm-hmm. is just, again, just so brilliantly dark. Yeah. And so initially he doesn't realise that they're firing at him to try and hit him. That He's like, oh, that was a close one, but... <laughs> Merry Christmas to you too. Like <laughs> you, so, nearly hit, you nearly hit me. Merry yeah, he's, Christmas. He's utterly deluded. Yeah. But then he realises that they're actually firing at him and then mm-hmm. his thing gets his sleigh gets hit by a cannonball mm-hmm. or a missile or whatever it is mm-hmm. and he gets kind of blown into a graveyard. Mm-hmm. He's presumed dead by the citizens of Halloween Town mm-hmm. who are watching from like a magic mirror. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So they're all horrified. Their king is dead, they think. 
Meanwhile, Christmas is ruined, mm. and Santa Claus has fallen into the clutches of the villain of the film, Oogie Boogie, the Boogie Man. <laughs> <laughs> Who I can tell you enjoyed. Yeah, yeah. Um, he really gave me Little Shop of Horrors vibes. Yes, the voice. It might even be, I don't know. I've not looked up who did the voice, but it definitely sounded mm. Audrey-ish, definitely. Mm, yeah. Yeah, it had that vibe. Yeah. Yeah, he was great. He's just like this sack of, again, the kind of thing you could only do in stop motion. Mm. He's literally a, he's the Boogie Man, obviously, mm. which is everyone's kind of favourites scary nondescript mm-hmm. scary thing but the form it takes is a just a giant sack filled filled with bugs basically yeah when he faced his demise uh in that it reminded me a lot of uh from rick and morty a thousand ants yes yes definitely we're just suddenly oh now i'm just a lot of bugs oh, yeah because i mean what is the yeah <laughs> it's not a very practical way of being <laughs> no no <laughs> I mean, he is very easily defeated. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. He's not really in it very much. That's the thing, because it is such a short film. It doesn't mm-hmm. really build him up as... not. He's not so much like an evil villain as he is like a nuisance. Mm-hmm. He ends up with Santa Claus, and poor old Santa Claus like on the rack or something hilariously dark. <laughs> and uh, he's just torturing him. And, yeah. and then Sally tries to save Santa, because she sees that it's all going horribly wrong. And she's like, I have to save Christmas. So she sneaks in to save Santa also ends up being kidnapped so the two of them are then like you know tied up and chained up and about to be killed or mm-hmm. whatever that might be who knows mm-hmm. and Oogie Boogie does a great song about how he's the Oogie Boogie man it's very funky it's great <laughs> Whoa, sound of rolling dice to me is music in the air cause I'm a gambling boogie man although I don't play fair it's much more fun I must confess when life on the line not mine of course but yours oh boy now let it be just fine back on earth I guess we'll call it mm. um, uh, Jack Skellington is still alive he's kind of lamenting that he's got it all so horribly horribly wrong and he's mm. ruined Christmas but then he kind of turns it around very quickly and he's like you know what I did my best I tried god damn it mm-hmm. and I'm going to fix this Yeah. so he goes back to Halloween Town rescues uh, Sansa and Sally from the boogeyman there's a whole big beautifully choreographed kind of fight scene well sort of fight scene when he's on like a spinning platform or something and mm. there's all these cards and knives and he's having to dodge all of this stuff he's on the roulette wheel isn't he a, yeah that's it's a roulette wheel of course yeah. it is yeah so he, there's a whole choreographed fight scene between him and Oogie Boogie mm-hmm. eventually Oogie Boogie's downfall is that a, a bit of his thread get, does Jack pull the thread or does it get caught on the roulette he, wheel he gets caught he, Jack makes it get caught in oh, something oh he ties it onto the roulette wheel or something yeah because so, it's, yeah. it's spinning and it pulls on him yeah yeah and it, and it pulls the thread and Oogie Boogie Man is destroyed because all of his bugs fall out into a, into the fire. Yes. And the last one gets crushed by Santa Claus, who is thoroughly pissed off at this point, which I really enjoy. Yeah. Santa Claus has had it. Mm-hmm. Forgive me, Mr. Claus. I'm afraid I've made a terrible mess of your holiday. Bumpy sleigh ride, Jack. The next time you get the urge to take over someone else's holiday, I'd listen to her. She's the only one who makes any sense around this insane asylum. Skeletons. Yeah, and then Jack Skellington apologises to Santa Claus, and Santa Claus takes off and get, flies out to rescue Christmas. Mm-hmm. And Jack learns a valuable lesson that, uh, you know, he, he's, re- he's reinvigorated his passion for Halloween. Mm. He realises that Christmas isn't for him. But Santa forgives him, I presume, and delivers them the gift of snow, mm-hmm. which none of them have ever seen before in Halloween Town. So they were, it ends no. on a good, fun little song and dance in a snowy Halloween town. Jack and Sally fall in love. Yeah, they have a big kiss on the, <laughs> mm-hmm. on, the on the mountain, yeah. on the hill, wherever that was, on yeah. the ledge. But, uh, um, yeah, whatever those yeah. things were. And that's the end. It's a very simple plot. Mm. Mm. Yeah, no, it was very good. Yeah. It's a very good film. What do you say is the... What scene stood out to you most? Because um, like, 
you say that this has been one of your your core childhood films. Mm. There's always one scene that sticks out the most. It's more like isolated moments than scenes, like little lines and stuff that I remember. The one that really got me is, I mean, the characters are so good. Like it's more like the characters, like the mayor with the two faces, mm-hmm. like that. I really remembered. So I was like, oh, that's so good. Mm-hmm. The trio of like jazz musicians who play mm-hmm. on the streets. Oh I yeah, yeah. Them. yeah, they're good. The line when he just really early in the film, Jack kind of walks past them and they go, "Great!" One of them goes, "Great work, Bone Daddy." And I don't know why, but that was something that really stayed with me. I was like, oh my God, that was like, that went right to my core. Like, that's something I must have walked around. You know, again, when you watch films when you're a kid and, or TV shows, whatever mm. it might be, and you, you get things, little things stick and you just keep repeating it. I guarantee when I was like five, I was walking around going, good work, bone daddy. Like, it just obviously was just something that really struck me. Like, it's a really you're funny a weird line. little child. I was. Nice work, bone daddy. All right, should we do some drinking games? Let's do some drinking games. What have you got for me? Okay, first one I've got is uh, a bit of a heavy one. Drink anytime anybody says the words Christmas or Halloween. Oh, God. <laughs> this uh, is Halloween. This, this is, is Halloween. Shot, shot, shot. Oh, wow. That's, uh, yeah, that, that's a heavy, that is definitely a dangerous one. But this might be why you're suffering these crippling hangovers, if that's your approach. That's a good point, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, like that a lot. That could work. Mm. Um, okay, my first one is drink every time the mayor's face switches sides. Oh, yeah, I think I've had that one, too. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. That's pretty He's a good one. great character. He's always in a state of constant despair. Mm. Like, Jack is dead. Mm-hmm. Great. Drink whenever one of Sally's limbs falls off. Ooh, very good, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's, she's like, stitched t- together very... And you can see all the stitches, obviously, because she's, like, a mm. corpse bride. Uh, so, again, it's quite... It's not, like... It's not graphic, but it's definitely very... No, yeah. but I got the feeling that I mean I, I know that it was she was a corpse bride but she looked like she was just made of fabric yeah I think that's what she she looked like she was like stuffed or something mm, yeah yeah because yeah, whenever she pulled something off it would be like it would it was like bits of cotton fell out or something so maybe mm. she was I don't know Yeah, maybe she was partly stuffed Part, partially yeah you know just keep it together I, yeah. I don't think we, we want to delve too deeply into the into how the, much the grim realities of, what, of what this would actually be like yeah. yes <laughs> <laughs> okay drink every time children scream or cry oh good one yeah yeah <laughs> I love that. Like this is the. This if I, I think I've also got that when drink when a child doesn't appreciate their gift. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I love how like this is such a Tim Burton thing. I love how like he will happily spend a five minute scene of just having children be utterly tortured. Mm. Like yeah, and it's so much fun to watch. Like, <laughs> in this context. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I liked the one who pulls out this the head the best because then his parents scream mm. and then like the you don't see him for like ten minutes mm. and then. There's the sequence of Santa Claus coming back around and saving mm-hmm. the day, and he's still stood there with his head and like you can see his parents' feet just in there, like they're still down. Like, yeah. Are they dead? Do they need medical attention? Like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who knows? No god. And uh, drink whenever the dog barks. Oh yes, I also really liked that the the alarm sound for Halloween Town was just a cat screaming. Oh yeah, that was so good. <laughs> that was... Can you imagine how awful and obsessing that would be? Just like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And it made me realise it kind of does sound like a fire alarm. That's kind of, yeah. That those two sounds are not a million miles away from each other at no, all. No, no, it, it worked really well. Yeah. Uh, okay, and also drink, my last one, drink every time you see a new monster design. Oh, yeah. That makes you go, ooh. So, yeah. <laughs> I remember only in it, I think, for like a second, but I really like, there's a kind of guy with a, there's like a zombie or a creature with a giant hat, and he pulls off his hat, and there's another, like, his own twin, but tiny, mm. also in a hat. It's like a Russian doll of, like, creepy monsters <laughs> in hats. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> Such great ideas. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Any more? No, that's all I've got. Cool. Okay. 
Let's see, Alex. Uh, what do you think of Jaws, which is at 97% Rotten Tomatoes? I find it to be anti-shark propaganda. What do you feel about the Entourage movie, which is at a meager 33%? I think they finally got Hollywood right. How about It Follows, 97%. Worse than your parents giving you the sex is evil talk. How do you feel about Juno, which is at 94%? That would be a movie that celebrates a teenage homewrecker. Uh, how about Bewitched at 25%? Best television adaptation ever put to film. How do you feel about American Hustle at a towering 93%? Overwrought awards bait. Righteous Kill, 19%. The movie that Michael Mann wishes he had made when he created Heat. Sounds about right. I'm Julio. I'm Alex, and we are the Contrarians. As you can tell, our thing is that we rage against the Rotten Tomatoes machine. Regardless of what we really feel. Find us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn, Facebook, Twitter, we're everywhere. Okay, well, despite you doing the plot summary, it is actually still my film, so you need to do your sequel first. Fine, okay. If you don't mind. No, okay, I can handle that, that's fine. Uh, so one of the great joys of doing animated films for mm. this podcast, we, we, do, we do them occasionally, mm-hmm. is that you don't need to worry about, oh, so-and-so's got old, or... Mm-hmm. You know, because basically it's an animation so yeah most people's voices don't change that much no and even and even if they can it's easy to recast them but obviously this one no way you'd recast these people no. they're, all, they're all alive they're all fine yeah nobody's getting rid of Catherine O'Hara on my watch so <laughs> that being said she's not really in this one particularly in my sequel idea so you're getting rid of her I am but not intentionally well, she can still be in it she'll still on be your watch it. no one's going to get rid of her apart from me well yeah exactly but maybe she's I'm sure she'll be in it but she's not got a main plot Maybe, maybe. Well, okay, tell you what, listen to my sequel, you know, and uh, if you can think of a point where we can add her in, give her mm-hmm. a bit of a character arc, mm-hmm. let's figure something out, you know, okay, sure. part of the show is that we brainstorm, don't we? So, <gasps> she plays everybody. She plays every- she could, well, she's got, she's got the range, definitely, <laughs> Mo- Moira Rose definitely has the range, mm-hmm. but uh, anyway, basically this, this takes place pretty much immediately after, let's say, the following year, so, mm-hmm. I mean, it's Christmas, so the following year is like the next week. Mm-hmm. What I'm thinking is that, you know, obviously Christmas Town and Halloween Town have made peace. You know, they've both realised that Jack's plan was ill-advised. and you know. Yeah. But in the aftermath of that, all of the different towns that we see, the little, tr- the little trees for at the beginning, mm-hmm. all the different holiday worlds, basically, mm-hmm. they kind of get together. Maybe they have like a little council of holiday world leaders or something. Like they have their first ever holiday world summit. It's like yeah. the UN. Yeah. And they decide to try a new programme because they're all kind of in the same thing where they do the same thing every year mm-hmm. to kind of avoid situations like Jack's where there's kind of a burnout they decide to actually do a consensual kind of structured job swap experiment for the year between the Christmas and Halloween people between all the holidays oh okay so for the idea is because at the beginning you see the so even Valentine's Day Thanksgiving yeah. St. Patrick's Day so, yeah so that, I, I noticed six yeah I think thought, six yeah the ones I noticed were it's always six yeah, it's a nice round number. Mm. But yeah, so they had Christmas Town, Halloween Town, mm. Thanksgiving Town, mm-hmm. Easter Town, mm-hmm. St. Patrick's Day Town, and Valentine's Day Town. Mm-hmm. Anything else? I think that's all. Okay, yeah. So that's that's six. That makes it nice, easy, two-way swapsies. Yeah. So the idea is that they're going to, rather than like kidnap each other and, you know, cause havoc, they're going to like agree to do this and they're going to like try out and see if they can you know, do each other's holidays mm-hmm. just so they can, you know, stretch their creative wings a little bit. Mm. So obviously, because it's already happened once... Christmas Town and Halloween Town swap over again. Okay. But I think this time we'll leave Jack for the time being. He's kind of learned his lesson from the first time. So let's say he does an okay job. Mm. But I think it'd be fun to look at how would Father Christmas do, mm-hmm. how would the Christmas Town people do. 
at running a Halloween. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking they'd struggle. Yeah. Because everything that they do is so light and happy and, you know, fun. and like, what's the scariest thing Sansa can think of? Like a, a low-fat mince pie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> or, just, or just no mince pies. Or no mince pies, yeah, yeah, exactly. So I just think there'd be some fun to be had to have Father Christmas and his merry elves try to figure out like how to actually scare children rather than make them happy. Mm-hmm. So and again, well, I think there's going to be a lot of like Jack in the Boxes. Yeah, you know where you wind the thing, do 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 do, and that's what they think is scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like, oh, a clown popped out of a box, mm. and that, and that's that's one of the best things they can come up with. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I think like because the Halloween people have to keep one upping themselves every year because kids are getting more used to it mm. and they get more mm. jaded by it, and so Father Christmas is like. Yeah, his ideas of what might be scary are super naff, and it just all of it falls flat, and the kids aren't scared at all. He yeah. just gets increasingly frustrated. Yeah, and maybe it drives him nuts. Yeah, maybe what finally does scare the children? He gets so frustrated with the fact that the children aren't scared of anything that he like has a proper tantrum and he goes on a rampage, and you become this crazy old man just rampaging mm-hmm. through town, just like <laughs> screaming at children and like, why aren't you? Scared? And then that actually is what scares them. So uh, yeah, so he, he he does he figures it out accidentally. Does but anyway, he, maybe he shaves his beard. Maybe he'd... Oh, yes, that's that, that'd scare them, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Maybe he does it, like, in front of them, though. Yes. Yeah, he just literally... Just, and there's, like, yeah, because you know, he's not shaved it in, like, however many centuries. Maybe it's, like, you know, it's all matted and there's... <laughs> yeah, as he's shaving it, he's cutting himself and it's all blood and that's oh, genuinely God. terrifying. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, Santa Claus shaving with, like, a rusty razor would... Mm-hmm. That, that's pretty terrifying. Yeah. Wow, Again, the only thing you could do with stop motion, because if you did that in any kind of other film, it'd be... Yeah. Truly nightmarish. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that's those two. Mm-hmm. That's Christmas Town and Halloween Town. Uh, and then I was thinking, most fun I could think of was to do look at the other four, though. Mm. So I'm thinking the lovable cherubs of Valentine's Day. You know, the little. You know, St. Patrick's Day? Yes, swap with St. Patrick's yeah. Day. It's an obvious swap. So. Yeah. So you've got these little angels, you know, floating on with little white wings and, you know, mm-hmm. love hearts and the little bows and arrows. Mm-hmm. That Let's say they populate Valentine's Day town and they just go around and, like, shoot the bows and arrows and make people fall in love and that's their job once a year. Yeah. So they swap places with the pissed up elves, or the pissed up leprechauns. Elves. Sorry. <laughs> they swap places with the pissed up leprechauns mm-hmm. of St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, okay. Who are just drunk leprechauns. Yes. So, you know. Yeah. So now, first of all, I think that the drunk leprechauns would do a fantastic job mm-hmm. on Valentine's Day. They would just get everybody really, really drunk. Yeah. And I mean, it's the cornerstone of most relationships. And, 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 exactly. And then everybody just has one night stands. Yeah. And you know whether they regret it in the morning or not. Well, that's their problem. Sure. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's no longer Valentine's Day. You had a good Valentine's Day. You know, you 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 all, you all went on dates. You all got wrecked. Um, you don't remember anything past midnight, but mm-hmm. you know, yeah. it's fine. You all got laid. Fair enough, yeah. Well, my my thought was that... I yeah, reckon that more people would get laid they, than, than normal. This is true. This is probably true, yeah. Mm. Probably. If, you, if you've got a whole thing as well, I'm sorry. No, no, I just no. I over you there. No, you're absolutely right. Well, my thing was <clears> that, like, because they're all pissed all the time, rather than, like, sweet romantic gestures, like, the, the Valentine's Day cherubs, they're all about, you know, proposals and people saying they're in love and, you know, beautiful little cards and nice things. Whereas, yeah, all, all the elves, the, the leprechauns are just making everyone pissed. Yeah. So everyone's, all the romantic gestures are, like, unwanted, you know, like when you get hit on by the bar by that sleazy drunken guy that you don't really want so, to... So, so do you think that, like, everybody's had a one-night stand and then nothing else afterwards? Like, it's just one-night stands? Well, I think people are hitting or, on or... the wrong people. Ah, uh, okay. People are drunk people, and hitting... But what I'm saying is everybody's drunk. True, yeah, that's true. If everybody's drunk, how, how does that go down? 
Maybe the cherubs give the leprechauns their bows and arrows of love. Mm-hmm. But because the leprechauns are pissed, their aim isn't particularly good. Like, their aim is Oh, that's even better. So they're hitting all the wrong people, and the, ma- the matches are just terrible. It's yeah. all, like, yeah, it's regrettable. Mm-hmm. And it's people hitting on people who don't want to be hit on, so mm-hmm. then that's bad. And then other people are hitting on people who is just... They should never, ever try and get with. Like, mm-hmm. their teachers, their bosses. You oh, know, no. All the worst stuff, you know. Oh. Their exes, you know. Yeah. Just dreadful ideas all across the board. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it just ends up with everybody either falling asleep or crying into a classic Guinness. Mm-hmm. So it's just drunken chaos in Valentine's Day land. Great, yeah. great. Meanwhile, the cherubs on St. Patrick's Day, they, uh, they're they having a great time at first. You know, this is fun. <laughs> this, is, this is great fun. Mm-hmm. So they're floating around on their wings, drinking Guinness and spreading Guinness to all the people. Mm-hmm. But of course, they're cherubs and they're complete lightweights. Also, they're, they're tiny. They're t- yeah, they're literally <laughs> yeah. lightweights. Yeah. So... It starts well, but ends with them all like crying and throwing up everywhere and mm. getting into fights and just hating each other. And Are they throwing out rainbows. Isn't they're throwing, of course, yeah. yeah, yeah. We're gonna do some good Tim Burton <laughs> visuals, so we're gonna have like little, little, you know, little naked cherubs just throwing up rainbows and just yeah. hating each other and yeah, yeah, crying and vomiting and yeah, <laughs> just a great big mess basically. So it mm-hmm. just becomes chaotic and disastrous, mm. yeah. which to be fair is a success because that's how St Patrick's Day usually goes down. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. The, the people don't notice any difference, but the cherubs have a terrible time of it. I was listening to a, um, a Do Go On episode the other day, mm-hmm. uh, or today actually, the one that they did in Dublin on the recent tour. At one point in Dublin's history, there was a whiskey brewery that I think had a fire or something. Okay. And a lot of the barrels broke, and like thousands of barrels broke, and there was just floods of, literally floods of whiskey <laughs> just throughout Dublin. Um, there what was a also there was, yeah I know there was also on fire um, right yeah sure there's still some more dangerous so, so, so like, it's fun, like the yeah. alcohol was burning yeah, yeah yet people did still try and get as much as they can and a lot of people were just drinking it straight away mm. um, so unhygienic yeah I know that's what I thought and they never, they never brought that up no but I don't know free booze sure I, mean, I don't like whiskey yeah sure sure I don't like it that much I don't no. like it that much not enough to be... drink it out of the ground yeah <laughs> I think if you do like it enough to drink it out of the ground you'll probably have a drinking problem probably yeah, yeah. Um, 11 people died I think it was maybe 12 from alcohol on, on, poisoning on that night yeah none of them from fire all from alcohol poisoning oh god almighty <laughs> I mean talk about living down to the stereotype Irish people come on like... <laughs> yeah Oh, that was great. Yeah. So maybe that's what happens here. Maybe it, maybe it as a hor- ends on a horribly dark note and all the cherubs set fires at them. Well, maybe like a bunch of them will die of alcohol poisoning. Yeah. And so then like, oh shit, next year there's not enough people to make everybody fall in love. And they wake up in Halloween town because now they're dead. <gasps> oh. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so Halloween's going to become super romantic? I just think Halloween's got some new recruits. Mm. Some scary zombie cherubs. Sure. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, the other pairing that we've not talked about yet is the Easter Bunny is going to trade place with the suicidal turkeys of Thanksgiving. Oh, dear. Yeah. So I'm thinking it's... I mean, are the turkeys suicidal? Uh, I, th- I think that you're giving a, a a much brighter idea to what Thanksgiving is yeah, well, from, from, from the turkey side. Yeah, well, in this, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> in this kind of Tim Burton-inspired version, mm. I'm thinking the turkeys are kind of like the me-seeks from Rick and Morty. Ah, they want... Ah, it's their meaning. Okay, you know, yep. that's their, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying in real life turkeys want to be eaten. I know that's probably not the case. Just checking. Yeah, of course. But in this, you know, fantasy for children... Mm. Obviously, slightly twisted fantasy for children at this mm. point, but yeah, the turkeys are like meeseeks, and they—it's the whole raison d'être is to be eaten. So, mm. so, so they go into Easter Town, and they don't understand that they're not the ones who have to be eaten at this point. Mm-hmm. So they fill all the eggs with like their own meat. They like kill them. Well, okay, so they start like putting meat in all the eggs and mm-hmm. stuff, and the kids don't like that because that's gross. Yeah. So they don't really understand that aspect of Easter, but once they learn about the kind of the more Christian traditional side of. Mm-hmm. 
Easter. That they can understand. That hmm. that rings true for like what their worldview is. Yeah. So we cut to the next morning to a horrifying sequence of all the children waking up for Easter for like to find the Easter eggs and stuff. Just find all of their gardens are just full of like crucified turkeys. <laughs> just happily crucified wow. turkeys. Yeah. This is a dark episode for you, John. It is. Yeah. I'm just. Well, I mean, it's Tim. You're, 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 yeah. Yeah. You're using that excuse a bit much. All right. Fine. fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Wow, crucified turkeys. Yeah, it's gonna be st- it's gonna be fun and animated. You know, it's just yeah, sure, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, and the, the bunny in Turkey Land is obviously does not is not up for being eaten, mm-hmm. so he's just very disturbed by the way all of this is playing out. Yeah, maybe he introduces Thanksgiving Land to vegetarianism. There we go. We'll balance the books a bit because he eats carrots. <laughs> <laughs> sure, yeah. sure, whatever. Yeah, yeah. He tries to like unionize the turkeys and like get them to have, the turkeys that are left in Thanksgiving land. Mm-hmm. He tries to get them to like value themselves more highly. Yeah. And to like convert people to just be vegetarians on Thanksgiving instead. Mm-hmm. He leads a revolution of the turkeys mm-hmm. that causes a turkey shortage. And maybe the turkeys take it too far and turn on the humans when they start to realize, hey, we don't deserve to be eaten. These <laughs> bastards. Right. And then we can have like turkeys attacking people, chasing them down the streets, mm-hmm. pecking at them, mm-hmm. pecking at their eyes, you know, people screaming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds pretty terrifying. I, yeah. I like it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm thinking of all of this in terms of it being like the same like stop motion style with that very timber and like macabre sense of humor to it. That's why this is going to like some dark places. Yeah. So needless to say, the whole experiment is just a complete disaster. <laughs> you know, all the lands are in absolute chaos, mm-hmm. and so Jack and Santa are forced to work together once again to sort everything out mm-hmm. with a song. So I think there'll be like a big musical song and dance number. Maybe Sally can figure out. A solution. I don't know what that solution is, but mm. maybe she is involved in the clean-up in some way. Um, you know. <laughs> I, I don't know. No. Uh, yeah, ultimately, Santa and Jack and Sally work together to sort everything else. Everyone goes back to their own kingdoms, and everyone learns a valuable lesson about just sometimes it's best to just stay in your own lane. Mm. That's the lesson they learn. So, okay, yeah. yep, that makes sense. Yeah. So that was The Nightmare Before Christmas 2, The St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Nice. <laughs> St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Yeah, very good. Thank you. All right, should we do mine? No. You're going to hate this. So That's always a good sign. Do you remember when we did uh, Air Force One? Yes. I remember because I picked it. I can't remember what your sequel idea was, I'm afraid. You have to remind me. Or mine. I can't remember anything from that episode. Well, I believe that for that one, mine was titled Air Force Pun. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, it was. (laughs) Oh, that was good. Yes. That that was fun. Are you going to go back to that well? So, sort of. Okay. So, 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 so listeners, to remind you, that one I just looked up words that rhyme with one. Oh, that was it, yeah. And then did, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Can't remember any right now, but... I remember there was some good ones. Other than yeah. Air Force pun, but, you know, there, yeah. there were a lot. So, basically, what I've done is I have gone to nationaldays.co.uk okay. and found all the national days of the year. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, some of this is British, some of this is a bit more worldwide. Okay. Um, and I'd just be interested to see what would those worlds look like. Now, we talked a little bit about, say, like, Valentine's Day world. Yes. And, you know, obviously the, the, there's not going to be a Thanksgiving Day world in this, but, you know, stuff like that. Oh, this is all British holidays? Yes. Okay. Sorry, Arbor Day. Some of these, uh, John, we can skip over, and I guess you can just edit out if there's nothing to be said. Sure. Um, so what, between us, we need to come up with very quick fire sequel ideas for what a film based on these days might look or, like, or just yeah, or just what that what that world would look like. Sure. So like the nightmare before Pancake Day. Perfect. Great. Okay. Yeah. Like that that one. Yeah, you'd go in, everything would be made of flour and eggs, and everything would be quite flat. That sort of thing. Okay, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. See, see how we do. Let's see how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know things about all these things. So first one here, 
Burns Night. Burns Night, okay. Where the Scottish people have haggis and stuff. Sure. Uh, so, is that just in charge of aggressive Scots in Tartan? And... I guess it would have to be, yeah. The world is in charge of, of, of drunk Scots in Tartan. Or... doesn't sound a million miles away from St. Patrick's Day, to be honest. No, it doesn't, but just the Scottish version. Maybe it's right by... You know oh. what, John? I don't think it is a million miles away from St. Patrick's Day. To be fair, yeah. It's, it's... I think most like days are like, excuse to get pissed for this reason day, or excuse to eat all of this food day. So Pretty yeah. much, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, maybe the Jack Skellington of Burns Night mm. is the Loch Ness Monster. Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, sure. And it's his job to distribute all of the haggis and whiskey to all the Scots. Yeah. Yeah? That makes sense. Yeah. Maybe the plot somehow revolves around Scotland's endless battle for independence from the United Kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's just going to... Maybe I don't know if they're going to be pro that or anti that. I don't know. Yeah, maybe they'll go to... Who's the patron state of England, by the way? Is that St. Andrew- George? Yeah, maybe like St. George is their nemesis. Maybe they need to rescue Nicola Sturgeon from St. George. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sort of thing. Yeah, like yeah. a claymation Nicola Sturgeon who's like tied up to a pole or something mm-hmm. and, and being like, yeah, kidnapped by the British knights or whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah very good. I mean, it's basically propaganda at this point, but sure. <laughs> oh, by the way, these are going in vague date order. Okay, like when okay, these, so when these happen in a year. Okay. Um, next up is World Braille Day. So it's a world made of the lang- language for the blind, Braille. Okay. Is the entire film shot in Braille? I guess so, yeah. Yeah. That would be something, wouldn't it? How would you, how would you do that? Well, it wouldn't be mind. a film, would it? It would just be like a, a book or a touchscreen. Yes, it, 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 it would be it, a touchscreen situation, yeah. It would just have to be a book. So I guess that Jack Skeleton goes from Halloween world into a book. Mm-hmm. Maybe the Jack Skeleton of this world is a guide dog. Ah, who delivers, yeah. who delivers braille books to children Aww. or teaches children braille Aww, that's that's cute. Cute. yeah this could be a sweet lot a sweet one an okay. actual child friendly one teaching kids about you know being blind is perfectly normal and it's, you can live a rich and full life very nice yes. um, next up is World Religion Day yeah well that's just going to be full of bloodshed that's, be, <laughs> just, that's just war we'll just war just a war torn <laughs> hellscape yeah <laughs> That would not be a nice place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's, it is just, yeah. Think of the worst dystopian in If it was, if it was World Any Single Religion by Itself Day, it'd probably be all right. Like, quite nice. Sure. Well, it depends on the religion, but sure. But yeah, altogether. Yeah, it's just, it is just the worst, most dystopian hellscape you ever imagined in your entire yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. Next up, World Cancer Day. Oh, God. This is my, Harry, some of these are depressing. You can say veto if you want. You know, let's veto that one. That's pretty, okay. that's pretty grim. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, you'll love this one then. World Orphan Week. World Orphan Week. Okay, no, we can get, we can work with this. Mm-hmm. I'm imagining everybody like either Annie or Oliver. I was just going to say every character is a. It's just just a collection of all the Disney characters. Yeah, parents, his parents are inexplicably <laughs> dead. <laughs> yeah, that works. Yeah, maybe it's like a pageant, like most pitiful orphan of the year award. Like, you know. <laughs> All, 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 you know, all, they all have to compete to be the most pitiful orphans. They've all got to mm-hmm. perfect their sad little coffin, you know, model their tattered rags. Oh, you know. okay, okay. Uh, well, we're going to come back to this later in the year. Okay. Um, <laughs> next up is National Marriage Week. National Marriage Week. Mm. Mm. All you can eat is cake. All you can eat is cake, yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess it's just full of men wearing top hat and tails and women wearing white wedding dresses. Mm-hmm, yeah, sure. Is everybody paired up? Yeah, it sounds like a hell for single people. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's about the one single person who, who ends up trapped in marriage world. Jack Skellington? Jack Skellington, yeah. yeah. Well, he's not single, he's got Sally. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. But a single person somehow wanders into marriage world, whatever, mm. or a single creature from another... Zero, the dog. Maybe, yeah, I mean, the dog doesn't speak. But what I'm getting at is that he's like an alien, because, mm. or she, could be a she, because everyone's in a couple, mm-hmm. and it's like they don't understand, what do you mean? What do you mean? You can't be on your own. That's not how marriage world works, mm-hmm. and... 
maybe it's, they get quite hostile and he gets locked up because it's illegal to not be with somebody else. And, ooh, uh, ooh. The whole film is like a statement on the the tyranny of couplehood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, very good. That one went well. Um, safer Internet Day. <laughs> I'm sorry, I these are it. so random. Again, it's a horror movie. It's a very, very dark horror movie. Yeah. Could be like a Wreck-It Ralph. Remember when Wreck-It Ralph 2 went into the dark web? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it could, it could be a tie into that, maybe. Yeah, we yes. could go inside, inside the internet. Yeah. It can... could just literally rip, rip off Wreck-It Ralph, but instead of arcade games, it's... It's the internet. Yeah, so yes, it's going into the dark web and, yeah. you know, porn and stuff. Yeah, maybe. Oh, I know. All the characters are cookies. <laughs> yeah. And they're, they're living constant fear of being deleted. Mm-hmm. But they always do because they're incriminating. Yeah. 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 No, I like it. I yeah. like it. Yeah. Fine. Okay, so we're in March now. Uh, we're only in March. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, St. David's Day. St. David's Day. That's the Welsh one, right? Yep. Well, you tell me. Daffodils and leeks. Daffodils and leeks. Great. People wearing bucket hats on their heads. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yep. I know. This one is all about the death, the slow death of the Welsh language. Oh. I'm just saying. No, no, no. I'm just saying. Brutal. No, I mean, true, I'm, but. I'm just saying, like, maybe the whole thing, the mission of the characters, maybe the characters are like a Welsh dragon, or you know, an animated Welsh dragon, or ah, yeah. something, and they need to teach people the value of the Welsh language and try and save it, because if, if, the, if when the last person who speaks fluent Welsh mm. dies then they cease to exist. So they need to fight to bring the Welsh language back. Oh, very so, good. Yeah. Yep. You can yep. have Ruth Jones definitely doing voice work as the dragon. Yes. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Well, you know, half the cast of Kevin Stacey did all that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mother's Day. Mother's Day. That is a film. It's like, it's a terrible I mean, ensemble I'm not, pitch- I'm not pitching films called Mother's Day. I'm pitching Nightmare Before Christmas. The Nightmare Before Mother's, Mother's Day. Day. Okay, The Nightmare Before Mother's Day is a horror film about people who have constantly in a state of having forgotten that it's Mother's Day tomorrow. And Great. searching for a last Great. minute present. Everybody's rushing to the garage to get flowers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Good. Good. National Bed Month. Is this new idea of heaven? Yeah. Pretty, pretty much, yeah. yeah. Just, uh, everybody's in bed all the time. Everyone's in bed all the time, yeah. There it is. They just get around on beds on wheels and, you know. Just, you know. Are the characters the beds? Yes. Maybe like every bed... Ne- this is sounding so like low-red Pixar. <laughs> like every bed needs to find its perfect person. Oh, that's cute. And it's a bit like Goldilocks. Like, you know... Um, it has to be the right level of softness for each person. Each different some person. Some people are too big, some people are too small. Yeah, exactly, yeah. That's what I mean, yeah. They yeah. need to find the right person for their specific bed style. Some people are too smelly, some people are too sweaty. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Self-injury awareness day. <laughs> <laughs> Self-injury... Uh, oh, awareness that could, day. That could get very I graphic. think it's basically just... It, it's a world where everybody just says, oh, don't hurt yourself. Yeah, every, oh, every, it's like everyone's too safe yeah so everyone's walking around and everything's like really signposted and there's like yep. no sharp edges and mm-hmm. yeah and it, it, it's it's the moral of the Caution story is, this sign has sharp edges yeah someone wanders into this world and the moral of the story at the end is that they have to teach everyone that sometimes you're gonna hurt yourself that's just how you learn and grow yeah yeah, yeah. wrong trousers day that's a thing that's a thing <laughs> is it about the Ardman thing or is it just about people wearing awareness for wearing the wrong trousers I think it's aware I don't think it's awareness like Everybody be aware. Some people wear the wrong trousers, you know, yeah. feel sorry for them. Make sure you're wearing the right trousers before you leave the house on this specific day. I think basically that or school kids go into school intentionally wearing the wrong trousers or like wearing jeans backwards or st- stuff like that. How is that an official day? <laughs> I don't know, John. Well, Formalised that. Most of this stuff is complete does bullshit. Go, does this go for your House of Commons? I don't understand. <laughs> but, yeah, I are hope there vote, got, are there I votes hope, on this? I hope they've got better things to do with their days. Um, international Talk Like a Pirate Day. Oh, um, what, just an origin story of why the hell this day is a thing. <laughs> yep, good. 
World Smile Day. Aww. Oh, I know. That's all about <laughs> bad British chief. It's a dental yep. nightmare. Oh, my favourite. Um, National Sleep In Day. National Sleep In Day. Great. Yeah. Everyone gets up at like midday. Mm-hmm. The characters, the main character is an alarm clock. Yeah. <laughs> nice. And um, the last one I've got here, which is, you know what, actually, this one is my favourite rather than Sleep In Day. Although it does go hand in hand. National Freelancers Day. National Freelancers Day. Everybody just does fuck all. They sleep in all the time. They eat like shit. They earn just the bare minimum amount of money that they just get by. Yeah. (laughs) Sounds like a dream. Sometimes they pay taxes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It's one freelancer's journey to, uh, I don't know. Get a new client. Getting a new client, sure. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Very inspiring tale, yeah. Um, yes, so that was uh, The Nightmare Before Whatever. Great, is that what your title's yeah. going to be, The Nightmare Before? Sure, yeah. Cool. Well, that'll be, that'll be a tight ten minutes when I've, when I've edited it all down. <laughs> well, you can leave the full thing in there for the Patreons if you sure, want. Sure, sure. We're trying to encourage them, not yeah. torture them. <laughs> yeah. Great, okay. So, should we get to listen submissions? Sure. Okay, first one I've got here from Tom Price. Um, he says, The Good Dream on September 10th, 2001. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. Okay. I quite like that one, though. I mean, yeah, it's certainly dark. <laughs> Don't think Disney would okay it. Mm, probably not, no. Chris Forbes says, if they had to do a sequel, then I'd like to see Halloween Town having to defend itself from an invasion from another holiday. There we go, yeah. That's kind of what Maybe a long-forgotten or less celebrated holiday is trying to come back by taking over Halloween after being inspired by Jack taking over Christmas. Okay, so yeah, maybe the Easter Bunny gets revenge. Um, 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 well, or it's a bit more forgotten, one. yeah. Oh, okay. So, you know, like, National Adoption Day or whatever. Sure, any of the ones that you just mentioned. Yeah, yeah. cool. Uh, Grayson Myers, Myers says, we take the original and make it good. That, Whoa! That shots fired, Grayson. Whoa! Wow! Black brackets beyond the musical scenes. Okay. I mean, it's all musical scenes. Brendan Semph says, "I've always wanted to see the other worlds in the trees, whether it was just via Jack or just another group of characters for that holiday, etc. Maybe reverse it and have them crash Jack's Halloween and have some evil that unites all of them." Okay, so all six of them kind of working together. Okay. Against something else. Okay. Oh yeah, something threat. So something, something, something threatens all in. the holiday towns. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and and they have to all band together to. Defend themselves. I like that. I don't know what would be what would, what would be a threat to all holidays. The Tories. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Austerity. <laughs> Austerity land happens. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and to close off, I've got a, a kind of long one here that I've only read a few paragraphs of. So Brendan JB says, while out scaring on Halloween, Jack comes across a cute kid dressed in a bad costume who desperately wants to be scary. Jack follows him around, intrigued by the kid's perseverance to be scary, despite being adorable. Watching it attempt after failed attempt at trying to scare people. Seeing a bit of himself in the kid, he decides to reveal himself and invite the kid to Halloween Town to train to be scary. We get scenes and songs of all the different townspeople trying to train him to be scary in different ways. But it doesn't go so well. He can't seem to scare anyone. He becomes disillusioned and wanders off. Eventually, coming across one of the leftover bugs of Boogie, who begins manipulating him in an attempt to restore his body. Attempting to convince him the town is laughing at him behind his back. Uh, you, the viewer, finds out that the kid is trying to become scary so he can scare away some bullies that be making fun of him. So the whole of Halloween Town bands together and traumatises the fuck out of the bullies. Great. And we learn a valuable lesson that we all have our own strengths and weaknesses and helping each other out is what good friends do. That's nice. The end. That's really nice. I really it like is, that. Isn't that, it? Is, that is genuinely one that could work. Yeah. 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 yeah that's lovely. 
Well done. That's my favourite so yeah. far. Yeah. I mean, don't go beating up your bullies. That's not the, that's not the answer. I'm not suggesting that is the no. answer, no, but I, but, I like that uh, as a concept for a film. But yeah. we all have our own strengths. You know, when, not everyone's good at everything. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so those are my lesson submissions. Okay, well, yeah, that was really good. Okay, I have some as well. We had a lot of plays on the title, just like yours. Mm-hmm. So uh, Sarah Pater said, The Sleep Paralysis Before Valentine's Day. <laughs> right. <clears throat> Yuk Yont said, The Cash Grab Before Summer. Nice, yeah, yeah. yeah. Scott Hillman. Yep. said, it's a couple of years later, and Jack, while still enjoying Halloween, is feeling a bit of a rut coming on again. He talks to other holiday people, and while he doesn't want to take anyone else's job this time, he decides to simply create a new holiday instead. Oh, yeah. Realising that all holidays are in some way based on emotion, he decides to hit on one that doesn't already have its own holiday yet, and so he creates a holiday all around being angry at people. Mm. So his holiday is based on anger. Yeah, I like it. The airing of grievances will be epic. <laughs> I'm thinking this is essentially going to turn into the purge. Yeah. <laughs> Walt Williams said the horror before Hanukkah. Mm-hmm. Over on Twitter, at Squeaky Ha said, New Year's Nightmare. Jack happens upon New Year's Eve. He's unfamiliar with the dress of the occasion and the debauchery. He happens upon Spooky's Tavern. Mm-hmm. He immediately recognises what is happening and quickly searches for Easter to bring it to Spooky's cause because some of those folks need saving. Mm. So I guess the idea of that is he comes to New Year, everyone's behaving like a prick, so you get the Easter Bunny to try and save their souls, maybe? I guess, yeah. 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 Uh, at Contrarian Prime, the Contrarians, mm-hmm. uh, our friend Julio, the PTSD after Christmas, a spin-off that follows Santa as he reckons with the torture and trauma he suffered at the hands of Oogie Boogie. He knows he must ask for help before next Christmas arrives, but can he do it? Mm-hmm. Uh, at Depressed Movie said, The Nightmare Before the Nightmare Before Christmas. It's a prequel which explores how Jack became the Pumpkin King of Halloween Town. Maybe Oogie was running the game before that and got banished to his creepy basement. So maybe Jack took mm-hmm. over okay. Oogie Boogie and that's why they are bitter rivals that makes sense yeah at false starts pod said the nightmare after christmas jack and sally have to spend boxing day with their racist uncle weird aunts and are made to sit around the kids table with their hyper cousins even though they're 30 mm. yeah that's a nightmare we can all relate to mm-hmm. and finally martin gardner at mg loves fun said the 2019 general election is the sequel <laughs> <laughs> that's very true well observed martin oh dear so thank you everybody for those sequel ideas. We ask for your listener submissions every week a few days before we record by putting posts out on Facebook and Twitter where you can post your ideas. So make sure you like and follow our pages if you don't want to miss out. To listen to more episodes of Beyond the Box Set, you can subscribe and browse our back catalogue on any podcasting platform, including iTunes, Spotify, Google Play and many others, all of which you can also leave us a five-star review if you feel so inclined. It really helps us out. As mentioned before, we're also available on Patreon, which is exclusively for the people who would raise us five stars or more if they could. You can find all those links in the description below or at beyondtheboxset.com. And next week, Harry, Mm -hmm. I believe we have some returning guests. Yeah, we've got two returning guests. Uh, We have uh, my friend Joe Timothy, who Mm -hmm. came on for uh, It's a Wonderful Life. No, he didn't. That was Ross. I don't think Joe's been on since Inception, like episode five. Oh, was that? He was our first guest. No, no, Joe was Interstellar, wasn't it? Interstellar, sorry. That was it, yeah. It was like very early on and he's not been back since. Wow, what a bastard. I know. Um, Well, he's coming back next week and he is going to be joined by uh, another one of my friends, Ollie, who did come on for uh, Burlesque and something else. Oh, Black Swan. Black Swan. Black Swan and Burlesque, yes. Black Swan and Burlesque. Yeah, so pitching those two together. They're going to come up with an idea. Me and John are going to come up with an idea. And the film we have chosen is... The film they have chosen. The film that the three of us chose together while John was not there. Um, Everyone but me got a say in this round. Okay. (laughs) Uh, is Netflix's own Christmas movie from last year, The Princess Switch. Okay. I have no idea what this film is. I've seen the trailer. It looks incredibly bad. 
I mean, I'm sold. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I will discuss next week my love of crappy Netflix Christmas movies, but this mm-hmm. one passed me by, so. Mm. Yeah, no, uh, this, this is, this is going to be great. Okay, this, I'm This is going to be a really good time. Yeah, so do please join us next week for The Princess Switch. Can't wait. Yeah. And obviously, I would assume it's available on Netflix if you've not seen it. Uh, it would assume so, yes. Cool. Great. Cool. See you next week then. Thank you, everybody. Bye. Bye. Nice work, Bone Daddy.